Ah, hallelujah. God has blessed us already on today. Hallelujah. Amen. Praise the Lord. Amen. Praise the Lord. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. We're going to be going today to the book of Philippians, second chapter. We're going to read the first four verses. We're going to focus primarily on on the fourth verse for text, but Scripture references Philippians chapter two, verses one through four. Hallelujah. This is how it reads: If there be therefore any consolation in Christ, if any comfort of love, if any fellowship of the Spirit, if any affections and mercies. Fulfill you my joy, that you be like-minded, having the same love, being of one accord and of one mind. Let nothing be done through strife or vainglory, but in lowliness of mind let each esteem others better than themselves. Look not every man on his own things, but every man also on the things of others. That is Philippians chapter 2, verses 1 through 4. And may the Lord ask blessings to the reading of His Word. Fathers, we come today. We thank You and we praise You, God, for this service. Thank You, God, that we've been able to share in it. And right now, Lord, I'm asking that You will uh, speak to us today. God, give us, God, what You would have us on time today. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ, we ask these things that the church say, Amen. You can be seated. From those four verses of Scripture, we're going to focus our text on the fourth verse. Look not every man on his own things, but every man also on the things of others. There are some translations that says, look not every man on his own, uh, on his own interest, what your interests are, but, let every, but every man also on the interest of others. I'm going to speak a word today that uh, that is really needed in the body of Christ. I will not I will I will not say uh, um, in any particular area, but as a whole of the body of Christ, I'm going to speak to you about developing a mindset of consideration of others. Developing a mindset. Of consideration of others. Um, it seems like as a lot of folks in this world uh, has turned this into a uh, me society, uh, and a lot of people focus a lot on personal pronouns, but. Um, it's not me in the body of Christ. It's we in the body of Christ. Amen. Hallelujah. And we need to train ourselves to develop a mindset. And even, and I mean, as your pastor, I have to minister as God directs me. And even though, and you, and I say this, this goes without saying, 
uh, I talk about, and people who come and visit, they talk about the love of our assembly and, uh, and we have for one another. But even in our own assembly here, there have been times, there have been situations that's caught my attention and my spirit that, uh, uh, that in some situations, all of us could have, could have had a little bit more consideration of somebody else in a particular situation that we was going through or doing. Uh, it's easy to get sidetracked and involved in our own interest. Amen. It's it's not it's not difficult to do at all. It's very easy for all of us to get sidetracked and involved in our own interest. But we need to be the body that Christ wants us to be, and for us as a congregation of people to uh, uh, to develop to the full potential of what God wants to do through us, we've got to learn to develop a mindset that automatically it becomes second nature, uh, nature that we're going we're going we're going to think about the other person's interests. We're going to think about the other person's needs, uh, uh, and uh, and consider them. Paul said um, we should be uh, of one accord and of one mind. Let nothing be done through strife or vainglory, but in lowliness of mind, let each, each esteem others better than himself. Simply stated, if uh, if you uh, if you're a Bible teacher, then you need to consider every other Bible teacher in this assembly a better teach Bible teacher than you are. If you're a singer, then you ought to consider your brother or sister a better singer than you are. If you're a preacher, you ought to consider the other preachers a better preacher than you are. Hello, somebody. Hallelujah. Uh, hey, we all we all we all know the old flesh comes up, and uh, sometimes thoughts will go through our minds. Well, pastor should have called on me because I I could have done a better job of doing that. Why do you always get so and so to leave the church or do this or that when he's got, he's not here? Why don't Why don't call on me? I could do a better job. Well, it might, it might be the lack of humility reason why you don't get called on. Sister, I, know, I heard yesterday that you like this. Bless the quietness. Hallelujah. <laughs> Glory. <laughs> But I believe that God, and you know what? Some of the trouble and the things that we're going, that's happening in the world right now, it, it's intended to, for the body of Christ to be put together closer to become more compact. Because I'm going to tell you something. We, we still hadn't seen nothing yet. The worst is not over. And we're going to have to get to the point and the place that we only depend on two things. Number one, we depend upon God, and then we we depend on one another. And to do that, we got to have consideration of others. We got to esteem others better than ourselves, and we got to look at somebody else's interest more so than just our interest. Um, let me give you a, a a brief little introduction about what's uh, Apostle Paul writing here. The Apostle Paul. As he addressed this letter to the church in Philippi, uh, he was confined in prison in the city of Rome, 
somewhere between the years of 61 and uh, and 64 A.D. Uh, This letter was written. He was in jail in Rome, and it was somewhere between the years of 61 to 64 A.D. It had been some ten years prior to the writing of this epistle when he, along uh, along with Silas, first entered Philippi, while on his second missionary journey around 51 A.D. We all know what happened when he first went to Philippi. We know the story uh, about uh, uh, the first jailhouse rock. Hallelujah. Paul and Silas. And uh, that happened about ten years before he wrote this letter. The church had received word that Paul was jailed in Rome, so the apostle wanted to encourage the saints there and to remind them of the importance of love, unity, and the cause of Christ, which is the preaching of the gospel to the lost. Amen. That's, that's the cause of Christ, is getting the lost, the gospel preached to them. In verse 4 of this chapter, which is our focus text, he exhorts them that they should never resort to what I'm calling selfish individualism. Amen. Selfish individualism, but to stay focused on the cohesiveness of the body. As Christians and members of the body of Christ, we should always seek for the common good and welfare of one another. Amen. And be willing to sacrifice, and watch this now, we should be willing to sacrifice just as much for one another as we would or do for our own self. There's a lot of times when you are thinking about you that you stick your neck out and you make a sacrifice. Maybe because it has something to do with you personally. But as Christians and members of the body of Christ, we're supposed to be willing to sacrifice just as much for our brother and sister. Amen. God expects you to stick your neck out just as far for your brother and sister as as you would do for your own self. Oh, Brother Sammy, man, that's, that's that's getting tight now. But when we consider some of these things, Hey, we take pride in, in being, being right in our doctrine. I hear it around here all the time. Oh, thank God for the truth. Thank God I'm, I'm in the truth and, uh, and this about the truth and that, and that about the truth. Hallelujah. Well, that's all fine and dandy and hunky dory and all that. But there are other things involved in living the Christian life and growing in Christ than just doctrine. Hallelujah. I would dare to say there have been more people won to Christ, more people won to the truth over somebody showing some love and consideration than what somebody trying to preach a message and cram something down somebody's throat. Hallelujah. You, you know what? I've got, a, I've got a reflex that was built in my body. 
Anytime somebody tries to cram, if I even try to cram something down my throat, I got a reflex, I gag. I go to that doctor's office and they pull that great big old stick out, you know, and they say, open up and say, ah, oh, man, and they stick that old stick way back in. Man, I, I, I try not to do it, but every time it gags me. And that's one reason why we can't get some people to understand the truth, because we're trying to sometimes cram something somebody's down, down their throat, and they got an automatic reflex that they're going to gag because you're trying to cram. And you can win them. Darlene had something on a bulletin a few months back or something about their, uh, uh, about, no, what I'm thinking about is, uh, honey, uh, uh bees are tracked, then uh, vinegar, then my vinegar or something like that. I can't remember exactly how it, how it goes. But if we, if we can be people of compassion, and consideration, we will not have a problem with winning somebody to God. Having said this, I'm reminded of a true story, which was told me at one time, to where a small boy had a very ill little sister. Now, it's been a while since I heard this, and I might not get the whole story right, so if you know this story and I bumble it up, you can let me know later. But from what I can what I can remember of it, there was a little there was this boy. He had a little sister, and this little sister was at the point of death. And I don't remember all the details I've said, but I believe the small boy was asked if he'd be willing to to give some blood for a transfusion, if I'm not mistaken, for his sister. His reply was yes. And as he was laying on the gurney and as they were preparing for the transfusion, he looked up at the doctor and asked the doctor if he would die immediately or if it would take a while. The doctor looked at the concerned but loving eyes of that boy and thought to, who thought he was going to die so his sister could live, said, Son, it's okay. You don't have to die, and neither does your sister because of your love. Man... I'm going to tell you, there never has been a better message preached by any other preacher than what that little boy did laying there. Because he, he was young. He, 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 he thought in his mind that the giving of his blood would mean the giving of his life so his sister could live. But he was willing to do it anyway. I'm reminded of the words of Jesus that says, Greater love hath no man than this, than he should lay down his life for his friends. That's what the root of this message is today, about consideration for others. Are we willing to go as far with somebody else as we would for ourselves? The Word of God teaches us that we should love Love our brother as ourself, he said, because nobody's ever hated their own self. Look not every man on his own things, but every man also on the things of others. Now, there are a couple things that I want to share with you in this message. This is not going to be a long message, I don't believe, today. Notice I I said, I don't believe. Uh, But I want to share with you concerning this. Number one, I want to talk about being supportive of a weaker brother.
or sister. How many knows that people who are who are weak need some support? Darlene has needed a lot of support here lately, physically. And those of you last night that was out to that little get together last night noticed that she was she had a cane with her because she was having she needed something to lean on. And there are times that all of us go through th- through things in our life to where we need somebody to lean on. Hallelujah. I like that one song. It wasn't written as a gospel song, but I, uh, it could fit right in the confines of a gospel song. Lean on me. Hallelujah. We all, there are all times that we need somebody to lean on. And so we should all be willing to let somebody lean on us when we are able to stand and they're not. And the first thing in uh, developing a mindset of consideration of others is being supportive of a weaker brother or sister in Christ. Romans chapter 15 and verse 1 says, We then that are strong ought to bear the infirmities of the weak and not to please ourselves. Look at that real good and long there. We then that are strong ought to. I wonder why he said we ought to. You reckon because some people were not doing it? He said, we then that are strong ought to bear the infirmities of the weak and not to please ourselves. Why in the world did he put and not to please ourselves? What does not to please ourselves got to do with that scripture? Why in the world did he put that on the end of that? I mean, think about that for a moment. Why, why, what has that got to do with anything? Well, some people are too caught up in their own personal agenda to take some extra time to slow down a little bit long enough to help someone else who is having difficulties on the road of life. If there's one thing I know about this earth right now and this planet is that people are traveling way too fast. And I'm not talking just about when you get on the interstate. And it ain't got nothing to do with the interstate because some of you, amen, you, you drive on your on the side road about as fast as you drive on the interstate. Well, hallelujah, hallelujah. Amen. I don't care how fast you go, you're going to have somebody always come up behind you, blowing their horn, and want to swing around and want to go faster. Really, it's kind of ridiculous, because if I get out there on the highway and I drive like a maniac, and I have a wreck, amen, and, and, and about kill myself, then, then I'm going to be like a good little apostolic fellow, and I'm going to blame the devil. Was it... <laughs> Ah, uh, better not ask that question. I was going to ask, was it the devil pushing that accelerator? Hallelujah. I got a couple of dollars, so yeah, it probably was. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. <laughs> Amen. Every one of us, and I'm not talking about just driving a vehicle, but every one of us, we need, we, we need to slow down in our life. I don't know how you feel about it. But I believe I'm headed toward the grave quick enough. I don't want to speed things along none. Hello, somebody. Glory to God. 
And that keeps us sometimes from helping others because we, man, it just, just like that, I mean, there are some people that everything they do, they, they, they go at it like fighting a fire. Hallelujah. And you know what? you got the same amount of time and minutes and seconds in this day as you had yesterday, and it's going to be the same tomorrow. Hello, somebody. Glory. Amen. We, God expects us, amen, to not just to look at our interests, but look at the interests of somebody else. Be willing to slow down in our daily lives and our daily grind enough to try to help somebody else. Hallelujah. I mean, glory to God, here I am just going down the interstate, and that, old, that big old Chevrolet just a purring, more, just a purring real good. Hallelujah. And when, and when I come upon that poor fella a popping and smoking in that Ford on the road, still blowing my horn at him, all the roads my window down, so you need help in that thing, brother? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Lord, hey, I'm on a roll now. Hallelujah. Glory. <laughs> Glory to God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. Stop. Stop. Praise God. But seriously now, hallelujah. People get so tied up in their own things and their own interest that they're not willing to spend some extra time to, and slow down long enough to help someone who's having some problems. But God has called us. Look at your neighbor and say, God's called us. God has called us as His church to be compassionate, caring people who are willing to be His hands, His eyes, His feet in this world. Remember the story of the Good Samaritan? All them other good religious uh, people kept passing by the man who was laying in the road bleeding to death. But it was the Samaritan who all those religious people considered was a dog and an outcast and no good for nothing. It was him who took the time to stop and bandage up this man's wounds and then took further time to carry him on down into a city, amen, and put him somewhere where he could get some rest, paid his bill, told the owner of the inn, says, if, you, if it costs more money than what I've given you, don't worry about it, because when I come back through, I'll take care of the rest. That's what the message of Jesus is all about, folks. Hallelujah. And the reason why a lot of people can't stop and be the Good Samaritans is they're not willing to spend a little extra time. What they're, what they're involved in is too more, much more important than the brother or sister laying down on the side of the road. Hallelujah. This is good preaching where some people realize that not it's good preaching. Hallelujah. Sometimes we get... Mm, hallelujah. You know, you, you know one, one thing bad about preaching the gospel, if you preach it straight, and I'll tell this to our younger preachers that's coming, uh, that's coming up, uh, coming up in the ranks. One thing bad about preaching the gospel, if you preach it straight, sooner or later, you might not do it today, you might not do it tonight, you might not do it tomorrow, but sooner or later, if you preach it straight like it is, you're going to sometime along the line, you're going to be preaching it yourself. Amen. Hallelujah. 
And I got, I, I got to suck it up right here by what I'm fixing to say. But sometimes, hallelujah, we get in the mood. Ah, uh, you know, she's in the mood today, yeah. Sometimes we get in the mood of just not wanting to be bothered by other people's problems. Confess your faults one for another. I, Lord, I stand guilty. There are times that I get in the mood that I feel like I don't want to be bothered. I got to be honest. But you know what? When I get in that mood, and I, and after I cut two or three people off real quick and short, and don't don't even give them the common courtesy sometime when they're talking to me to really listen what they're saying. Now, I know we've not had nobody else do that. Somebody trying to talk to you, you know, and it's going in this area, coming out there because there's a whole lot of space in between. And just goes right on through there. And not even give the person you're talking to. I was, li- I was hey, I, I, I was listening to one, one apostolic preacher one time, and he was talking about one time that he was uh, in his office one day, and somebody, there were some people coming in for some counseling. And he said, God, God forgive me. He says, but he said, I, I had never done that before. And he said, I ain't never done, done it since. He said, but I actually sat there in my chair and I fell off to sleep while they were talking. And they, Pastor, what are you doing? Help somebody. Hallelujah. Well, I never fell asleep on nobody, but I think Sister Darlene tell you sometimes she'll say, Are you listening to what I'm saying? <laughs> Happened this morning, matter of fact. I said, I heard every word. <laughs> Hallelujah. And God forgive me. God forgive me, but I, I, I get in that mood. And, and, and I ain't never seen nobody hadn't gotten that mood. We don't. I just don't want to be bothered. Well, what would we have done if on the day Jesus was crucified and they come with that cross and a crown of thorns and he says, just get on out of here. I don't want to be bothered this today. Yeah. There was a whole lot of his fleshly Body didn't want to be bothered with. He prayed about that on the garden the night before. Lord, let this let this cup pass from me. That fleshly body didn't want to go through what it knew it was going to have to go through. Hallelujah. And we need to develop a mindset of consideration of others as the body of Christ. Because and think about somebody else's interests and somebody else's needs instead of our own. And when they when they call you, amen, at midnight, instead of you getting all bent out of shape and don't want to be bothered, oh, man, my clock is set up to go get go go off at 4 o'clock in the morning. I sure don't want to be bothered with this. <laughs> Glory. Hallelujah. You see, the Lord is speaking to us about these things. 
We get in the mood of just not wanting to be bothered by other people's problems. But it is our responsibility to reach out to the hurting, the hopeless, and the wounded souls in this world because that is the only way to reveal to them God's love. If you don't reach out to the hurting, the hopeless, and the wounded people, there's no other way they're going to, they're going to be able to see God's love. Hallelujah. Sometimes we take pride. I go back to claiming about the truth, the truth, the truth. Sometimes we take pride about how much we know. But I'm going to tell you something. That world out there, that world out there on the other side of that door, they, they could care less about how much we know until they know how much we care. Hello? Amen. And this is especially true when dealing with, with weaker saints. People in the body who, who are weaker, who, who have a, a harder time overcoming. Galatians chapter 6 and verse 10, notice what he says. As we have therefore opportunity. Anybody ever heard that, uh, that, that old saying, opportunity knocking? We like to answer the door of opportunity when it means a better job with better pay or uh, that improves our, uh, our situation. But sometimes that, that, that knock of opportunity at your door might not be an opportunity of you making more money. It might be, it might be a, a, a knock to where you're going to lose a little bit of money. Amen. As we have therefore opportunity, let us do good unto all men. Well, they're, they're not saved. They're, they're, that's so, uh, uh, who, who did, um, uh, they used to talk about on that show back, uh, about, about good times. Uh, they used to talk about Ned DeWino in their neighborhood. That's just Ned DeWino. It says, as we have an opportunity, let us do good unto all men, especially unto them who are the household of faith. Hallelujah. We are especially supposed to do things that will benefit our brother and sisters in the Lord. We're supposed to try to help everybody, but we're especially supposed to, uh, to help those weaker in the faith. He said, those of us who are strong ought to bear the infirmities of the weak. If there's a brother or sister, amen, that's got a business that's about to go under, you need to do everything you can to try to help support their business. Hallelujah. Glory to God. It's, it's, it's funny to me, we got a lot of p- folks that don't spend very much time in prayer until somebody comes to them for, for, that has a need and, and, and maybe they got to, uh, open up that wall or they got to do this and that. Then they get real interested in prayer. Well, I'll pray for your needs, brother. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And God's up there looking down at him and scratching his head and says, how many days has this been since you Prayed for me. I read. I read. I read a poll. Uh, I heard a poll on the radio just last week that said ninety percent of all Christians. They took this poll, the Barner poll, Barner group. And they, they, this group here does a lot. Has to do with religious things. Has 
uh, rather than po- political things, a lot of things to do with religions and kind of kind of uh, judging uh, the religious atmosphere of our nation, see how the religious tendencies are going. And he said, um, 90% are Christians, and that, that transcends every, every Christian denomination uh, of the people in all churches pray less than three minutes every day. Think about that. But then when, a, when, when somebody comes and, and needs a little assistance to help, well, bless God, we'll pray. God says, you, ain't been, you hadn't been doing that. Why you want to do it now? Hallelujah. I mean, I think it was James talked about. It. He said about faith that works dead. If there's some somebody comes to you with a need and all that, and you tell them go your way, be be warmed, be blessed, but you don't give them the necessities of what they need. And we sometimes we need to go back and look at that thing. But see, this is developing a mindset of consideration of other people as we have opportunity. Let's do the good to all men, especially unto them of the household of faith. Let me get to the second point. I want to talk uh, for a few minutes about reaching out to those who have fallen. I hear it said all the time that the Christian Christians in the armor of the Lord are the, is the only army that wants to kill their wounded. I hear that all the time. Maybe that, and that's that's true in some circles, I guess, more than others. But uh, it's also I've also seen it in the, in the Pentecostal ranks. Galatians chapter one. Let's just sing. Uh, chapter 6 and verse 1. Stay in there and read that and see what he says. Brethren, brethren, when you see him right and he says, brethren, who do you think he's talking to? Huh? Talking talk to the church. Talking to us. Brethren, all right? If a man be overtaken in a fault, ye which are spiritual, Restore such a one in the spirit of meekness, considering thyself, lest thou also be tempted. Hallelujah. We got too many people running around in the church today uh, looking down their nose at somebody else. Oh, bless God, I'd never be caught in nothing like that. You better be careful. You might be the next one on the evening news. Hallelujah. Come on, somebody. Hallelujah. Amen. We have a responsibility to try to reach out to those who are fallen, those who have messed up, those who are in need of restoration. The church should be a house of restoration. Hallelujah. But you know what? I've seen some church folks that their actions are, that look like to me that they'd rather see somebody die and go to hell than they'd rather see them come to the altar and get repent and get repented and get saved. We got too many people uh, has an attitude. Well, they're getting what they deserve. Well, the whole thing, the whole thing about grace is don't none of us get what we deserve. Amen. That's the whole issue. Man, that, that, that song that says sung a while ago about the mountains and the sea, hallelujah. Mercy and grace, my Lord. Hallelujah. The church should be a house of restoration. It should be a hospital. Hallelujah. We should be we should receive people with open arms who who who, who are who have fallen by the wayside. 
And, and, and not just that, we shouldn't, we shouldn't wait till they come out, come in, but we ought to be going out looking for them. Hallelujah. Amen. Are they not children of God? Why don't the, and this is something I don't hear preached. This is something I hear the Spirit of God just putting in me. And, 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 well, and, we say, and, and you hear a lot of people say, yeah, you know, if, if, they come, if they come back home, we ought to receive them. But how come we, we, ain't, we ain't being taught and preaching? We ought to go out looking for them, try to bring them back. Let me ask you. Let, let me just use this set of parents right here. Uh, if you went on a camping trip and uh, all of a sudden you look around uh, and, and Christopher wasn't around. And maybe y'all was, you know, somewhere in, uh, on a campsite in Smoky Mountains. I mean, we're all the time hearing about children and people getting lost and the things. Uh, I don't think I don't think neither one of you would just say, "Well, we're going we're going to we're going to sit down here. We're going to pull out the shade over here. And we're going to sit here. We're going to wait till he comes back." I don't think that's going to happen. You're going to go looking for him. Any 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 parent at all that's a decent parent that loves their children. I mean, they ain't going to wait. They're going to go looking for them. How come we ain't going looking for the children of God who's gotten distracted and lost and, and, and can't seem to find their way? Hey, I'm going to tell you, this is some deep preaching this morning. Hallelujah. Why in the world, uh, Joseph, we won't just sit right here in our four walls and just well, we'll wait and see if he's going to come back. You know, i tell you one reason why. Because some of those lost children out there lost one around, we ain't willing to go out there because some of them did something that kind of rubbed us raw when they left. And we don't really care if they come back or not. Hello, somebody. Well, if you knew how they treated me, you wouldn't, you, sis, you wouldn't stand in there when they said all that stuff to me like they said. Hallelujah. They, they need to be out there wandering around in the woods where all them black bears is and all them snakes and all that stuff. Maybe they'll learn a lesson. Mm-hmm. Hallelujah. Not only, not only should we open our arms if they, if they, through some kind of way, is able to find their way back in the door, but if we got wandering children out there, we need to go looking for them before something happens to them while they're out there. Because if it happens to them while they're out there, they're going to be lost. Don't we understand that? Oh, eternity is long and hell is hot. And I don't care what nobody done to you. How do you shouldn't want nobody to die and be lost? If you do, then you need to, you need to find out where your salvation is because somebody right between you and God. Hallelujah. We, 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 the church should be a house of restoration. Hallelujah. If anybody be overtaken in the fall, ye who are spiritual, restore such a one. In the spirit of meekness, considering yourself, lest you should be tempted. Hallelujah. Let me tell you, if you're a human being, then you're subject to messing up. Hallelujah. If you're human, you're subject, amen, to getting out there, amen, and just committing a sin. And, 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 and forget about all this old mess. Well, bless God, I'd never do this or I'd never do that. I, you don't know what you would do if you was put in a, in a certain situation. Hallelujah. And God knows us better than we know ourselves. Hallelujah. 
I have seen many things during my lifespan, but I have never seen a man or woman who didn't stand in need of forgiveness from time to time. Hallelujah. The words of Christ were to forgive in order to be forgiven. I got news for you. You take a lot of pride in repenting. You take a lot of pride in being baptized. And you want to talk about baptism and in the name of Jesus and, and, and the Holy Ghost and speaking in tongues and all that. But I want you to know, listen to this pastor. There will be some people in heaven who had never been baptized specifically in the name of Jesus Christ. And you might not be there simply because when you died, you had some unforgiveness in your heart over somebody that you hadn't forgiven yet. Hello? I'm giving you the gospel today, folks. Jesus says, forgive and you'll be forgiven. But if I die and breath leaves my body, and I've got something in my heart that I hadn't been able to forgive somebody, that when I stand at the judgment, hallelujah, I won't hear him say, I forgive you. If you can't forgive somebody down here, you will not be forgiven. The Bible says you will not get mercy if you don't give mercy. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. There's a lot of people just got to stop all this mess that's going on and just... Hallelujah. Sister Darlene has kind of gotten into that Facebook thing. And... Uh... <laughs> I got a Facebook page myself, but... I was I was checking out uh, uh, some some of her stuff one day and, and about her profile and and all that and I forget now what the question was asked but your desire or whatever something and she had on there spiritually speaking to be real and man that just I mean, just shot through me, my Lord, to be real. Every child of God ought to have a desire, God, and we ought to have a prayer on our lips, God, help me to be real. Quit trying to put on a performance and a show to try to make this one or that one uh, cause them to think something of you that you're really not. Brother, uh, Brother Jeff preached a great message the other night about things being need to be uncovered in the church. How people's got so much stuff covered up. We come to the house of God, everything covered up. We th- we, get, we think all this in my life is covered good. My brothers and sisters can't see this. And we think we even got it covered from God. Preach a good message about that. But you know what? That boils down to a nutshell, just like what Starling says, I want to be real. Hallelujah. Instead of trying to be... Spiritually superior to everybody else. Just be real. Because listen, every one of us is on a different spiritual level with God. None of us are on the same spiritual level. 
reason why that, I mean, we're, we're all individual people, and uh, and God, uh, you know, we got we're affected by different things in our life and all that stuff, and and uh, nobody's on the same spiritual level, and we need we need to stop going around, Amen, um, with an idea of trying to be a spiritually superior. Bless God, you know how how we walk, you know, man, and we. We want everybody just to think how spiritual we are. Amen. That kind of stuff is just a stink in God's nostrils. God heaped you to see somebody just being real. Be be who you are. Hallelujah. Because if you just if you if you if you be who you are, God can work with those people like that easier than when he can these other folks. Trying to put on some kind of air. And trying to be something that they're not. Hallelujah. And we have got to be people of forgiveness. we got to be willing to forgive. I want Brother Darrell to get a song. Um, as I'm bringing this to a conclusion. Jesus says, in order to be forgiven, you've got to forgive. Hallelujah. He said, judge not so you won't be judged. Because with the same measure that you, some, that you judge somebody else, that same measurement is going to be brought back to you. Hallelujah. There should always be a spirit of restoration in the church for those who need it. And there should always be spiritual paramedics who are willing to help those who have been injured in the battle of faith. Hallelujah. I want to be a paramedic. How many other paramedics have we got in here today? We see somebody that's been injured on the road of life. We want to do what we can do to see them restored. To help them. We, and, and, and we don't want to just sit around and wait for them to come to us. We want to go out looking for them. God's got a lot of lost children that's running around in the world. It's gotten simply just sidetracked, gotten mixed up. It's easier to get lost out there than what you realize. Hallelujah. Amen. I remember, I, I remember back when uh, uh, we... Uh, one place we lived oh, for uh, Darlene's mom and dad on the property they owned, and they had this great big hill and woods back behind the place. And uh, I, I decided I wanted to check all that out and walk all back up through there and everything. And I'm, I'm on, I got up there, and before you know it, I got so turned around, I didn't, I didn't know my right from my left. I didn't know if I was going or coming. I got, I got to walking, and I walked for 30 minutes, and I... I walk, I walk, I walk by this big rock laying there. Says, I could have swore I walked by this thirty minutes ago. Hallelujah! It's easier to lose your direction than what you think it is. Amen. Much less when the devil's out there trying to confuse people. Hallelujah! Make it a point in your life, starting today, God. Help me to always, when I get out, when I leave this door this coming week, Lord, let me always be on the lookout of one of your children who's gotten lost. That maybe I can do something 
to help lead them back to the to the foe. Hey, they might not they might not come to this church. That that don't mean that don't that don't mean nothing anyway. Hallelujah. I mean, you know, they 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 might they might they might live a block away from a good church. We ain't trying to build our kingdom. We're trying to build the kingdom of God. Hallelujah. We want we want to get people right with God, and then God see leads people to where they need to go to church. I'm hoping and praying that everybody's here right now. The reason why you're here is because you feel like in your heart God has placed you here. We, we all of us need to be where we feel like God has placed us at. Amen. Yes. Hallelujah. So I mean, when we get out there, we're not we're not don't don't just try to get people in just so you can see Pastor get up on that roof when we reach seventy or seventy five. Hallelujah. Amen. We're just trying to get lost people back to the Father's house. Hallelujah. Amen. Get them going to heaven. Amen. They they might be riding a different bus than you, but you know they're going to get there. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Let's stand together. The altars are open, brother brother Darrell. Let's. Anybody needs prayer? Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. That's good. That's good preaching, brother Sammy. Hallelujah. The joy I can't explain fills my soul.